At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin the Tuesday edition of Big Bets here on VSIN at South Point Casino and Hotel. I am Dave Ross, joined alongside Amal Shaw as always. Going to have Frank Schwab join us in hour number two to talk all things NFL and Jonathan Davis to talk all things Puck from Sirius uh, and XM as well in hour number two. But you know, Amal, some days you just wake up. And the coffee tastes better. Your breakfast is just delicious. And it's just, there's nothing in the world that can go possibly wrong on this day. And I got to tell you, Amal Shaw, today is one of those days. I agree with you. The water tasted great this morning when I got up, as I usually do, and drink a glass of water. Uh, but I know why you're saying that. Oh, By why? the way, why would that be, Amal? Well, in my opinion, there's no doubt. I, I thought it was what we saw at the Australian Open. Just great <laughs> at tennis action. We said, Andy Murray. Five, it was seven. a phenomenal match last <laughs> night, by the way. I have to tell you, first of all, congratulations. Um, your Dallas Cowboys with a Woo! dominant, dominant performance. But I, I have to tell you, I, obviously, I needed the Buccaneers because in that circuit contest I mm-hmm. had taken Tampa. But I, I can't remember a football game being as boring as this one. All I know is by the second quarter, I had it on mute. And I don't even know in the third quarter. I, I remember when Tampa scored to make it 31-14 because I had it on one of the screens and I was like, is this still live or is this a replay? And I saw the score. I said, okay, the second half over got here at least. You're right. The second half over hit. It almost, the almost, uh, the over almost hit 45 and a half, which we talked about it all yeah. week. It froze. It never moved off that number. And wow, it lands 45 with not one, not two, not three, four consecutive missed extra points by Brett Maher of the Cowboys. It's kind of the sub story of the, the main story. Yeah. And so if you had, I don't know if you consider that a bad beat or not. I don't know if it actually should have gotten to that point where it would come down to extra points here. Dallas was that dominant for the majority of the game. But the thing that just kept ringing in my head is right before we got off the air yesterday, we went through some of the props. And the one that stuck out like a sore thumb to us was, we said, Tom Brady attempts 43 and a half, 43 and a half. And we went, my God, have you ever seen a prop that high? He threw it 66 times. I mean, that still astounds me that not only did it get over, it went over by 23 attempts. It's ridiculous what we saw last night. Yeah, I knew when you looked at the number of passes he had in the first half and you look into the third quarter, I'm like, and they're trailing. He's going to be throwing the ball every time. Um, You know, I thought that interception in the red zone was crucial. The only complaint I have, and it's even very minor in the grand scheme, and it's actually not even a justifiable complaint, 
when the Cowboys were up 24 to six, I would have liked to have seen them kick a field goal, not because of the score, but because I wanted to see if Maher could make it because it was a 35-yard attempt. It would have been the equivalent to an extra point. They end up kicking it. He makes it there. But I just thought if you can get him back on track. I'll be honest with you. I know a lot of people are probably concerned about Maher, especially as a Cowboy backer, better, or a fan going into this weekend. But I think the last kick that he made it, I think he'll be okay. To me, the other ones were just in his head. Once you miss one, you look at this guy. He's been tremendous. Four kicks of over 60 yards in his career. I'm not as concerned maybe as maybe some other people are. Can I just tell you something? You're the only person that I've seen on social media or in real life mm-hmm. that thought exactly what I did. Yeah. I was When they went for it in the fourth and four, they get the touchdown to CeeDee Lamb, and you go, well, that was the right call. I'm with you. I almost wanted them to kick it for John Fossil, special teams coach Mike yeah. McCarthy, and you saw them kind of having a conversation. They kind of pulled Maher off the field just for that confidence level because I thought the exact same thing that you did. The game was kind of already out of reach. And that just kind of put the icing on the cake. It did obviously bring the under into play here with those four missed uh, extra points. And by the way, he had missed his last attempt in Washington on Sunday. So he had missed five extra points in a row. He's the only kicker in NFL history to miss four extra points in any games. Never happened in the history of pro football until last night. But I'm with you. I almost think that last extra point, which is about the same uh, distance as the field goal would have been, Gets him back in the right track. They're going to need him next week against San Francisco. That's something you can't just eschew the kicker and start going for two every time. Well, I thought it was a great decision by McCarthy to kick the extra point at the fourth attempt and then even on the fifth one. Because if you don't do that, then you're looking at a situation where potentially this guy, now all of a sudden you lose him. In a game like San Francisco where it's going to be a crucial game, you're going to need a kicker. I think it's going to be uh, really important that you have him ready to go. I'm right there with you. The confidence that all the guys seem to have is back in the locker room afterward and certainly during the game. And again, Maher missed three extra points the entire game, excuse me, the entire season, and then misses four in one game. That's rather astounding. I would be surprised if he still has the yips come next Sunday in, in San Francisco. Yeah, I'll tell you a few things. First of all, I'm sure you as a Cowboy fan, a couple other Cowboy fans that I know, had to really relish the fact that you didn't have to stress about this oh, one. It was beautiful. Again, you know, I played it at three. I played it again when it went down to two and a half, and I did one of those cardinal sins that everybody I know across the network don't like. I teased it through zero when it hit two and a half, and I took three and a half points with the Cowboys, figuring they were the better team anyway. And then you're going to give me a field goal. What I thought initially would be a tight game. All those plays seem to work out. I'm not necessarily an advocate of teasing to get to one or get to even two, which I don't think is really a key number. But when you can tease through to get three and a half, like it was when the line dipped to two and a half, I think there is value. Sometimes if you really believe in your handicap that you've got the better team and now I'm catching three and a half points, that was the decision there. Ironically, with the 49ers now, as we look ahead very quickly, we're going to talk a lot about this throughout the week, obviously. Then the number opened at four. Actually, I saw four and a halves at some shops initially. Bet immediately down to three and a half. Yeah. We'll keep an eye on this and look where the total is. Almost where it was yesterday, 45 and a half is where it closed yesterday, 46 and a half for this one. This is absolutely a better defense. Tampa Bay's got a good defense. I don't know if it's great. We know the Niners, I think, might be the best in the league, right? But it's not like the Buccaneers were, were chopped liver out there. I thought Dak, I know people laugh when I use the moniker Super Dak. And I've always said when he is super, they don't lose. He was Super Dak Prescott yesterday accounting for five touchdowns. Well, I disagree with that. I, I thought guys were running around, I mean, absolutely wide open. The, the, thro- the third touchdown throw of the one that the, it's to steal the first half to make it 18 nothing was an elite level throw against his body on the run to, uh, to the tight end. And so when you when you make that type of confident throw to Dalton Schultz, the second touchdown of the game to Dalton Schultz, that was an elite throw. I thought the one that he got away with, ironic, ironically, was the first touchdown of the second half yeah. when Michael Gallup in the back of the end zone. That could have been picked. Now, he had a clean game. And, you know, I'm very critical of Dak. You know how critical I've been of Dak since he came back. I didn't think he was playing really good football. Last night was the most confident Dak Prescott that I've seen this year. I've seen it before in the past. And I think if he plays like that, they beat San Francisco. The question is, can he play like that again? Well, I would agree with you there. I, I thought he played extremely well. Um, I thought the guys were open. Yeah, yes. But, I mean, like the, some of those contested throws that I liked were down the middle, right, to C.D. Lamb for, for big chunk plays of 20. Not necessarily the touchdowns. But the throw he made at Dalton Schultz on the run against his body was an elite-level Patrick Mahomes-type throw that you normally don't see Dak. If he's not confident, he doesn't take that chance. But that was confident Dak playing unencumbered football last night. 
And you, you almost have to take that at this stage of the season if you're a Cowboy backer and say, if he throws a pick, I'll live with it. But I need him to play that style. And Amal, really the key to me for his, his success was out of the pocket last night. Used his legs on the boot for one and another big play to get a first down earlier in the game. When he plays like that, it's, an, it's another dimension that normally you don't have to account for him as a runner. And if he can do that here and there, I think he can keep San Francisco honest. Well, I, I have to. The other thing I got to give Dallas credit for was using, uh, in terms of Ezekiel Elliott, they went with Tony Pollard. Yep. And I thought that was the right decision. And I thought Troy Aikman made a very good point, which was he's a home run threat. Yep. You know, the 18 yard run he had, I think it was in the second, no, it was in the first quarter on the drive where Dallas scored their opening touchdown. That's not a run that Zeke gets the 18 yards on. And I. Go ahead, Kelly. Is that the one where you turn the corner and yes. got pushed out at like the six or the five yes. or something? No, no, no. The one from like about midfield down to the Tampa 30 oh, or maybe oh, from down to the 22 40, early. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Well, both those runs you guys are talking about, the one that Kelly's referring to is he hit a little seam that Zeke probably doesn't have the burst to get through anymore. I don't think many backs in the league do. That that was what I – he turned that corner yep. and, and got – Probably 12 more yards than most backs in the league do. I was like, this, that, this is why. Like, you tack with this guy on the outside. It's incredible what he can do. This this game reminded me. Remember during the tw- the Super Bowls that were played in the 20s? So, like, 1985 to about 1995? Mm-hmm. There was so much hype around every game. And every game was a blowout. Like, 20, 21, 22, 23. Or, or I'm sorry, Super Bowl 23 was a great one. But 24. This is what this game felt like. There was all the hype Monday night game. And this thing was over. To me, once I put uh, a game on mute and I've turned the volume <laughs> it's down, done for it's, done for, it's done for good. <laughs> like, there's nothing to pay attention to. <laughs> you know I, was, I think I got to halftime before I did the same thing. <laughs> right, halftime? Yeah. Why'd you wait that long? As soon as Brady <laughs> threw that red zone pick, I go, this thing is over. The you only know, good thing about Maher missing the kicks is one of my best friends texted me. He goes, he goes, who do you like? I said, I don't have an opinion. He goes, Dallas by 20 tonight. Whoa. I go, okay. Alternate line. I hope he played. I, well, he sends me a text and he goes, afterwards, he goes, he goes, ah, so the guy missed four kicks. Otherwise, he goes, I nail it right in the button. Well, right. you, you may remember, Dave, we brought this up yesterday. That total barely moved all week. Flatlined. 45 or 45 and a half. Yeah. Wow. If, you're on, if you would bet the under on 45 and a half, uh, send Mr. Maher a, uh, a fruit basket of some kind. And somehow the Bucks get the onside kick late after scoring it to make it 31 14, and then they can't do it. And, I, you know, I had some people with Timmy D and I, I, I did have some teases at 39 and a half. And I'm like, you know, they, they, they stop the Cowboys, get the ball back at like the 48 yard line, like 52 yards for the goat, for the back door to get over that teaser total, which it did get to. They didn't get all the way to the over at 45 and a half, but I will tell you this. And this is something you brought up a while ago, and it might not even have been a reference to the NFL, but you said, really, if you're being smart with gambling now, because of the advent of the live numbers, you really shouldn't bet a game before it starts. And you know what I did? I listened to that. I, I did play the three and the two and a half like I talked about. After the first two drives, which were three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, and I saw the way the Cowboy defense was playing Tom Brady, I hopped in when the number went to 10 minutes to go in the first quarter. The live number was one and a half in the Cowboys, and I pounded that. And I thought, this the Cowboys are the better team. I can see how they're playing at. Dan Quinn has already figured out this offense. They won't be able to run the ball. Brady's going to have to throw it a million times. This is going to work out to the Cowboy favor. And that was just from a, a basically an ass, 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 assessment after watching two drives. I thought by the second drive, Tampa had the ball after Dallas went three and out twice. I thought the game was over. Yep. And so, it was still scoreless. So, again, you can get some of those live numbers if you really trust your handicaps and what you've seen early on in the first quarter. You're going to get so much to get to in the NFL, obviously. Uh, so, don't go anywhere. Just getting it started on a victory Tuesday for Cowboy backers out there. Here on Big Bets on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair? Or to have hair plugs. I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like, check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, you know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that saying? with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot. And now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's biggest games, well, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits are going to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where experts break down the brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe today to sign up for just $9.99 and become part of the Sports Betting Network. That's VSIN slash subscribe. Again, going to have Frank Schwab join us at hour number two from Yahoo Sports talking all things NFL. What Frank sees, maybe some value in the numbers out there as we get ready for the uh, divisional round of the postseason. Jonathan Davis, host of the Ice Cap on Sirius XM NHL, is going to join us as well in hour number two to talk all things puck. First of all, the elephant in the room in this room. I went stands the jacket again two days in a row. Props to Amal Shaw. <laughs> Going full jacket in, it's got to be 140 in here. Like, like for you to not sweat, either that's great deodorant or you just are literally like Iceman and Maverick. Ice water. I don't know about that, but I mean, listen, if this is the worst thing that's happening in my day, it's a pretty good day. We're good. Exactly right. It's a it's, solid 89 degrees in here. That's, yeah, that's what I'm no going to put question, it, it 89 but, but it reminds me of, you know. I'm a big David Goggins guy, oh. and Goggins, it was one of my favorite lines one time. Somebody goes, why are you out here jogging in 105? He goes, because you're not. That's <laughs> such a great line. <laughs> Dave, I think there's some gamesmanship going on here. I hate that term. Yeah. Uh, by the way, save that for Joe Buck, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, anyway, so I'm going to pretend like he's not here then, Dave. So Matt <laughs> Brown, I saw lost the jacket yesterday oh. for the first time, I think, since he's network? ever worked at Visa. Wow. So I think Amal walked in today and he said, oh, I'm going to wear a jacket. No, I you you really I didn't even know he had one on. You think I'm worried about what anybody else is doing here? I'm all Trust like, me when I tell you, I'm not worried about anybody at this network being better dressed. Well, that's true. Uh, let's get back to what I like to call the B block or the Brady block of the show today. God, this guy, what, what, what's the C block? I don't know yet. Can't touch this Cowboys. 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 Can't touch this Cowboys. Indeed, the Dallas block. What's fair? Give the people what they want if you want ratings. Uh, so let's talk about Tom Brady, obviously, with what we saw last night. But before we kind of break down what we think might be next for him, and you better believe there's going to be a betting market out there for where Brady ends up. Let's hear from Tom Terrific, still in my eyes the GOAT, but after the game last night, this is what Brady had to say. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. No, I'm not, you know, this has been a lot of focus on, you know, 
this game. So, yeah, it's just be one day at a time, truly. So there he is, nice hoodie, hat on backwards, 45 years old, which means that I can still wear my hat on backwards at north of 45. If Brady can do it, I can do it. What's well, good? first of all, you need approval from him? No, but I'm just saying there's normally rules that say when you hit a certain age, you can't wear your hat backwards. I have not seen that in the law. It's book. in the Constitution. Is it? Okay, yeah, you well, just got to yeah. look at it under the Bill of Rights. So uh, we hear Tom say those things. But this was interesting, too. It was the way he signed off to the media. If you read in anything into this, let's hear from Tom in his salvo as he left the podium. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort. And I know it's hard for you guys, too. It's hard for us players to make it through. And you guys got a tough job. And I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support. And, um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be. And thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars. And um, just very grateful for the respect. And I and, uh, hope I... Gave the same thing back to you guys. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Who's, who's cutting onions in here? I mean, Brady was getting emotional. He was getting choked up on the mic. I, I appreciate everything he said, but as a guy like yourself who's been in locker rooms for a long time, I couldn't stand what he said, and here's why. All these people, and this is one of the reasons why when we'd go on these road trips, like I used to travel on the Cowboys charter for a long time, and I would never associate with these people in the media because they all thought they were players. You're not. You're just fortunate enough to be there in that position to be able to do it and get great seats to a game where everyone else is paying. And that right there summarized why half these people have egos in this business when they shouldn't. Kelly knows I say this all the time. None of us in this business are curing cancer. No. And all of these people now, they all think they're buddies with Tom Brady. They all think that, I'm like, stop it. You're just fortunate enough. Ask some intelligent questions. There's so many dumb questions that come out every week in these press conferences. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. You have the easiest job in the world. I've sat through tons of these press conferences. Ask an intelligent question. Think about it before you go in there. It's not rocket science. I appreciate what he's saying. However, you can see all these people right away. They want to be the first one to be like, oh, thanks. Dude, shut up. Stop being a phony. <laughs> Just be real. Just consider yourself fortunate enough to be there. Hell, half those people shouldn't even have a credential. They don't even have the ability to ask an intelligent question. I liked the free ice cream the Miami Heat gave out. Oh, That's all I got. Dude, Miami, speaking of which, you talk about the worst Whoa. media members ever. I remember <laughs> the NBA Finals one year. There's a woman sitting next to me cheering. I was like, what are you cheering for? I'm like, you're supposed to be impartial. Yeah. But it was my favorite. She goes to me, she goes, where have you been the whole finals? I go, are you Chris <laughs> Schneider? She goes, who's that? I go, that's my boss. I go, I don't work for you. Who cares where I am? Don't worry about it. I look at the box score. I know what happened in the game. We're, um, we're easily manipulated in the, in the media. And I, what I would say to Kelly's point about the ice cream, uh, shout out to Zach Bono. He used to do the PR for the Washington Wizards, the Maryland Terrapins. Zach was the first guy that I saw in D.C. that did that. Halftime ice cream. So if the Wizards getting blown out. You go in and have some ice cream, put some sprinkles on top. You forget all your worries in the world. I'm with you, you have a That's worry it. being at the game where somebody else paid 100 bucks to sit and you have access to go on the floor and sit at a game courtside or on the sidelines of an NFL to, game? I used, I used to get to talk to Michael Jordan. That's my right point. after a game. But yet I was more impressed with the ice cream at halftime. The media <laughs> were simple creatures. We are. We are simple creatures. Feed us for free. That's and, it. And it's all gravy. Thank us at the end of the year like Brady did. And we're all good. In about 10 years, having done probably somewhere around, including the playoffs, about 400, 500 Mavericks games, I probably ate twice in the media dining room. What? Oh, man, we are. Most of us are. I was saving for the people that look like they came out of a homeless internment. I mean, these people come in there like they just got out of the joint eating like it's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Most of us are more like um, Animal House. That boy's a P.I.G. pig. <laughs> and that's what we do. We just chow down on free chow. The golf tournaments have the best. They always have. Uh, the country clubs always set up the best. There's always ones. like shrimp out there. Yeah, the golf, cocktail the, sauce. The, the, golf, tree, the, the Byron does. Nelson and the Colonial. Don't you dare write a the, bad word about us. Had the best looking patrons. <laughs> the, the, uh -huh. the Nelson and the Colonial had the best looking patrons. So I think that Amal's point is you don't read into any of that stuff with Brady to the local media. Maybe that was to the national media. He did get choked up. I think he's being authentic, even if some think that that's because that's the end of that was the last thing he said before he walked off the podium, right? He, he basically said, listen, most of you that work in this Tampa market, you're not going to ascend elsewhere. So I just want to say goodbye because I'm moving on probably maybe to San Francisco, back home, 
maybe play for the Niners next year, and you probably won't get to a national level, so I won't see you again. You know, we're going to have our guy Scotty <laughs> Smith on very soon. to talk. Once we get those numbers for Brady, where he's going to end up, we'll have Scotty on one of the part of that Tampa Bay local media and see what he thinks, what's next for Brady, because here's here's what happens now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, we're going to have you ask him if you think he can go somewhere else. You well, know I'm was, not afraid to do that. I want to no, bring no, Chris Fowler on the show so badly. He downsized for okay. family from D.C. to, to Tampa. I was Scotty's one of the best. But the point being is we don't know if that's the goodbye for Tom Brady. Right? We really don't know. Again, that betting market's going to heat up here. If I had to make a wager right now, mm-hmm. and you had to make a wager right now, okay, where would you – I'll give you choices. One, retirement, he walks off in the sunset, and Brady's gone. He's, he's usual suspects. He's gone, okay? Two, he goes back to Tampa, fires it back up with old Byron Leftwich, <laughs> and they say, let's get this offense fixed. And we're going to do it our way and get the Bucks and fire those cannons one more time. That's going to be tough because Byron looks like he's on his way out. Mm. Yeah, and they, and they have an affinity for each other. You saw them, like, when they came back against the Rams, they're hugging on the sidelines. You don't see coordinators doing that with quarterbacks very often. Like, man hugs. Like, we're going to make this thing work. Because we worked. It worked. We won the Super Bowl. We're going to do it again. Right? Or three, Josh McDaniels out here in the desert. Your old New England bud is here, and Derek Carr ain't going to be here. Well, they got a pretty good wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller. And I, I tell uh-huh. you, loves uh, Renfro as a slot receiver. So it's a, you I know, like it's where you're going. Like, the one reason why I think it could work is because Brady has always been a guy that's willing to take less money that it doesn't destroy the cap. Excuse me. So I think that's a possibility. I'll be honest with you. I really don't know. Um, I, I can tell you two things, one bet to make, one not to make. One right now, don't bet my Connecticut Huskies to win the national title. Ooh. They're going sideways. And the other one, bet Georgia to win the SEC East. I don't think these guys leave the state of Georgia. Whoa. Okay, well, uh, well we're going to have to digress on that Connecticut talk because that's 180 from for you. So hey, you've hey, seen something. Dave, I don't pick on you when the Cowboys lose. I don't want you coming at me with the Huskies right now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bad place right now. For yeah, it really is. So again, we'll get those numbers. They should be out tomorrow yeah. uh, on Brady. But to me, those are the three options. I know there, there are going to be other teams out there, but he's going to have suitors is the point, right? It's not like I, the media wants to do this. They want to write up off people in the sunset. I know you're done. You shouldn't play. They did this at the end of uh, Tommy in New England after the pick six to end his career there against the Titans. We saw that there was a chapter two to winning another Super Bowl. Don't know if he can do that again, but I'm all, I didn't see a guy. I know I might see this thing differently than you and other people. I didn't see a guy that's done. I saw things with the offense that are fixed. Number one, they couldn't run the ball. It's the worst rushing offense in the NFL. I, I would agree with you. Um, a lot of things to need to be corrected there. I yep. don't know if they'll be able to correct it, but all I know is, Kelly, I'm a little bit concerned, but for the good of the show, I am uh, optimistic. You know, his Cowboys really have a chance to win it this weekend. Yeah, we'll see. So <laughs> you're so you saying there's a chance. We'll discuss all that and then some. Come on back. It's Big Nuts here on Visa. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Eastern Big Bets is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made up with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco-leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. So buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. And buy it today. This product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical we roll on on this tuesday edition of big bets here on Vison dave ross and amal shaw coming at you again gonna have frank schwab join us at the top of the hour i'm gonna talk some hockey in hour number two as well with jonathan davis but i do want to get into the futures market a little bit in the nfl playoffs now that we are down to the elite eight right and then there were four now in the afc if you can believe this all the seeds held one two three and four in the NFC, which we kind of predicted a little bit more topsy-turvy with the five beating the four, the six beating the three. When we look at the AFC now, remember, America, if the, it is the Bills and the Chiefs, it would be played on a neutral site. The Bengals and Bills somehow, some way. And I know like it seems like somehow we're not able to talk about this, that the Bengals have to go to Orchard Park this weekend and play a true road game, which I don't think is fair to the Bengals. But if the Bengals win this game, they still have to go on the road again to take on Kansas City. If the Chiefs and Bills match up, it'll be at the Mercedes-Benz 
Dome in the ATL as a true neutral site. So the Chiefs are the shortest favorite. Barely over the Bills at plus $1.75 for Buffalo. three fifty for the Bengals. And then the Jags feel like the one team that the betting market still doesn't trust at 11-1. And that's just to win the AFC. Amal, is there any value left in any of those numbers that you see? Well, I mean, I, I don't think so unless you like Cincinnati at three fifty. That's probably the best one you're looking at. But to me, I agree with you. I thought Cincinnati was the team that really got the short end mm-hmm. of the stick because had they beaten Buffalo, they would have been the two seed. Now, Kansas City winning that final game of the regular season guaranteed that Cincinnati couldn't move up to the one line. I think this game should be played at a neutral site. Unlike in Buffalo, I don't understand why you're playing the KC-Buffalo game at a neutral site. If anything, I thought Buffalo should have gotten that as a home game. They beat KC on the road. I don't think that was a fair situation or scenario. For me, though, I think Cincinnati's got the biggest gripe. Um, I, I do like the fact that you've got these four seeds that have held. You kind of expected three of the four teams to be there. The, the Jaguars or the Chargers could have gone either way. And in the NFC, I think the Giants are a bit of the surprise, but the other three teams are expected to be there. I think when you look at it, you've got six teams that are alive to win the Super Bowl. I think you can make compelling arguments for all six of them. Um, Philly, right now, the second favorite, which surprises me because – I think everything works out extremely well for them. You're looking at potentially playing two division foes that are wildcard opponents at home in Philadelphia to be able to win mm-hmm. the NFC would be tremendous. I don't, I don't think you can ask for a better situation than to play the Giants. I get that the Giants played well against Minnesota, but I feel, I feel like this is a recency bias. Everyone's talking about the Giants like, you know, this is the 86 Giants. Right. It's not. <laughs> LT's and, not walking through that door. Exactly. Neither is Harry Carson or anybody else. And. <laughs> right. You know, for me, I think Daniel Jones played a great game, but I thought they were t- able to take advantage of the fact that the Minnesota defense was inept. They didn't have the ability to slow down Daniel Jones running the football, and then guys were running open in the secondary. And I think Philadelphia has got a great, great matchup. Now, one thing that does bode well for New York is the short travel, right? You're taking a bus ride over to Philly. Right. And then, right, that's not going to bother them. Yeah. I heard Brian Dable say yesterday, like, you know, what about beating a team three times? He goes, doesn't matter. He's yeah. like, all that matters is the next game. They, they didn't even try to win the Week 18 game, and I don't blame them for resting their guys, right? Yeah. Back to the AFC here very, very quickly. And, again, this is, like, there's two different conversations. Of course the league did the best they could under the situation of DeMar Hamlin and just how catastrophic that could have played out. So we understand why that game was canceled when it was canceled. But the simple way out was for this round robin of these three, if they were to meet up at any point, play it in a neutral field, that would solve all the questions that are out there about competitive imbalance and that you're forcing Cincinnati to go to a true road game against an orchard park against the bills where it's a massive home field advantage. And that's why you're seeing the number at five. Because if you remember, the Bills are about a point and a half, two-point favorite in that Monday night game that was canceled. You add on the three points for a true home field, and that's how you get up to that number of five that we're seeing. So the NFL really could have done this very easily. And now look at the number. It's up to six. I played it at five, and I can't believe I'm already getting the worst of the number. Now, I understand the injury concerns on the offensive line that the Bengals had. Lael Collins will not be there, obviously. Their left tackle gets hurt uh, in Sunday's win. And also, you're looking at maybe Alex Kappa, the guard. He might not be able to go. And that's, that's huge, coming over from Tampa and that Super Bowl team. So, like, you fortified the offensive line, and you might be without three of those guys of the five come Sunday against Buffalo. But the one thing I'm all for me in the handicap, I don't know that Buffalo can really take advantage of it. I mean, they're not rushing the passer very well all of a sudden without Von Miller, who also won't be there. So, the weakness of the, the, the Bengals could be up front, but it also is kind of the weakness of the Bills with their front four right now. Hey, you're absolutely right. And to me, this could be an interesting one. I think it's the injuries that are a bit of a concern from a Cincinnati standpoint. Uh, I still think Burrow and company are going to be able to move the ball. I do too. I thought there were some missed opportunities by the Miami receivers. And I think a little bit of it was in that, like, for example, the early drop by Jalen Waddle. I thought that was the sun kind of directly in his vision. I don't think it's a play he would normally drop. This Bengals team is good offensively. Jamar Chase, it, w- it was funny. I was having a conversation with somebody about guys that have gone in the top five in the NFL draft the last four or five years that didn't even play more than two years. Nick Bosa opts out after three games, has the core surgery. Micah Parsons opts out, doesn't play. And then Jamar Chase. These guys are all top five picks who are monsters mm-hmm. at their respective yeah. positions in the National Football League. And the reason I bring up that example is because Jamar Chase is a guy, I didn't agree with the pick. I thought they should have taken Panay Sewell. But he's been a difference maker. I think he's going to be effective against this Buffalo secondary. You know, Higgins quietly and Boyd have been guys that have been very effective. T. Higgins has been really good for this team. He's the best wide receiver core in the league. I agree. I think he's the, the best three, the triumphant best three. of best receivers. Three. Yes. Yeah. Like, 
we're not taking into account the tight ends, and we got great tight ends up there in Kittle. Certainly, that's still going in Kelsey in Kansas City. But for wide receivers, uh, think- I'm going to go with the Bears. It's close. <laughs> it's close. Not it's all tough. precincts have voted. In. <laughs> all, not all precincts are reporting the, uh, yet. Oh, well, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you yeah. off there. Th- this is, if you're in Las Vegas, come on down to the South Point where uh, I guess Chris and Vinny and Jimmy uh, took some money because it's the only six in town. I don't even see a five and a half out there. So it's four and a half, five everywhere else, but it is six here at the South Point. So if you are uh, listening or watching us in Vegas, and you're interested in the Bengals, come on down. They want your action here. And how about the total, gentlemen? It's What's already dropped to 48. That was around 50, yeah. I think, where it That opened. happened this morning. We saw 50 and a half to 51 drop all the way down to 48. Well, and that, that could be the offensive coming. line news, but I don't – look, we have we saw it last week in the wild card weekend. Some of these line moves, just, you know, people are going to go, oh, I, I missed the number. No, you might be getting the better of the number because, you know, we saw the line move from San Francisco from 10 and a half down to nine, nine and a half. That didn't help San Francisco. They cover easily in the second half. A lot of these line moves that have gone the other way, like a move to two and a half right before a kick from three, that wasn't the right line move, right? Yeah. Cowboys easily cover. So I think sometimes they see the line move go, oh, I got to follow that line move. Not necessarily. Trust your handicap. You can be getting the better of the number. I do like the over, and I certainly like it better at 48 than I did at 51. No, oh, yeah. Clearly, right? if you like the over for sure. Um, one thing, though, you know, Orchard Park in the middle of January, you have to check the weather, see if that's yeah. going to be a factor there. For the wind. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, the, the 3 o'clock start, you mentioned uh, Waddle in the sun. That won't be as big a factor now with this yeah. start time at 3 o'clock Eastern. It gets dark quickly in the East <laughs> Coast. It'll be dark already, right? right? <laughs> so so I got a couple hours. Not They're not be, as bad as Vegas. Right. It, shouldn't be as, it shouldn't be that much of an issue for these guys because of the start time here uh, in Orchard Park. But uh, like, to me, I like these line moves because I am on the other side with the Bengals, and I do like the over. So they're kind of they're coming down and make it even more affordable and even pricier for me if I want to get that teaser zone of maybe getting 12 and 42. I might be able to dip my toe in the water there as well. Yeah, not a bad play at all there if you're taking a look at that. Uh, this can be an interesting game. I, I, I just think Burrow – Look, for me, if I were to rank, I don't know who I'd put at third best quarterback in the league, and I might be leaving somebody out, but I'd probably go with Joe Burrow. Oh, I, I might have him two behind Mahomes. Like, Mahomes, I think we all universally oh. agree, is the best, right? Yeah, I, okay, I misinterpreted what you said. Got it. Oh, yeah, I think Mahomes is number one. Okay, yeah. Right, this was, as we said, this is the Roy yeah. Jones season. Y'all must have forgot when, when he was, what, 9-1 to one to win the MVP? I think Josh Allen has the highest ceiling in the NFL, but he has a much lower floor than Mahomes and Burrow. I'm sorry, what did you say? How about that? I think when Josh Allen's at his best, running and throwing the ball, he's the best in the league. What? But he's going to turn the ball over way more times than Mahomes. You know, that's fair. You've been, you've been watching Florida State for two decades. You don't even know what the hell a quarterback is. James uh, Winston, 30 for 30 season. <laughs> I think there's a lot of truth to that, though. Like, I, I'm not ready to go number one at, at, like, full capacity. Full peak Mahomes, full peak Allen. Who do you take? Without, like, there's, there's no downside. There's no turnovers. Like, the optimum performance that you get from one of these guys. Which one's better? I don't know. I just dropped my IFB. <laughs> Inside TV school. I want to hit something real quick on these AFC futures before we go to break. This is the time of year. You'll you'll hear people talking about money line rollovers a lot, Amal. A lot of times when we talk about that, it's just not how recreational bettors bet. It's easier for them to latch onto these futures prices. You brought up the Bengals. If you're looking to hop in on the Bengals, shop around, compare and contrast these prices to what the game money line is that you're seeing this week against the Bills. Because if they do beat the Bills, you're probably going to see something similar against the Chiefs. Might be better to bet money line two weeks in a row. The problem is you got to assume that the Chiefs win the game, which is not a hard assumption, but I'm just saying. That's right. you got to win that game in order to get there. All right. I'm going to get myself uh, resituated here, and we're going to come back and talk more NFL next on Big Bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The NFL football playoffs are heating up with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for all things football this playoff season. Celebrate this weekend with our divisional round parlay insurance, then extend the fun throughout the rest of the playoffs with our playoffs first TD insurance. Log on to betrivers.com. Download the Bet Rivers app today to get in on all the action. It is. A whole new ball game. Going to talk all things NFL with Frank Schwab from Yahoo Sports at the top of the hour in about 15 minutes. But let's get back to some NFL conversation here, Marshaw, and let's look at those futures markets. We talked a little bit about the teams, what we might like. We'll break down those games, obviously, all week long with those changing numbers, like the Bengals one we're seeing against the Bills. But when you get into that Super Bowl MVP market, the last time a defensive player won the MVP was Larry Brown of the Dallas Cowboys. I believe that was 1995 against Neil O'Donnell, right? Now, we've never had a losing team member win the Super Bowl MVP since. Chuck Howley, Super Bowl five. You're good. I, I'm trying to get you on some of the stuff, and I just can't get it. I can't sneak it. What's a Chuck Howley? I can't sneak what did it you past say? the goal. I was like, what's a Chuck Howley? <laughs> Chuck Howley is a great <laughs> Cowboy 16, linebacker. 16, 13 Colts win over the uh, Super Cowboys. Bowl, yeah. Super Bowl five. The one that got away for the Cowboys. Let me just check that real quick. Yep. Checks out. There you go. <laughs> so now we're looking ahead to this year. So I guess what we're trying to say is it's really hard, one, for a defensive player to win it, but at least Larry Brown was on the winning team when he won it. Von Miller, 2016. Oh, boom. There's the latest. So you got to be on the winning side to be a defender these days, right? So it can happen. But when I look at there's only one playable defensive, maybe two, that I would consider playing, and that would be two guys – one in San Francisco and one on Dallas. Micah Parsons is actually on this list, I do believe, to be Super Bowl MVP. We'll see what that number would be. And also Nick Bosa from the Niners. If those two teams were to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Past that, it's all offense all the time. Well, look, I don't think you're going to have a Super Bowl MVP come from a defensive side. When you look at the offensive profile of the teams that are remaining, um, maybe on San Francisco's side, that's the only team I see because you're looking at Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, the receivers with the Cowboys, even a Tony Pollard, um, even in terms of the running game. Who's the kid out of Penn State that played? Miles Sanders oh, for, yeah. uh, for uh, Philadelphia the Eagles. Eagles. But I think when you look at Buffalo, it's going to be Josh Allen. When you look at Kansas yeah. City, maybe Kelsey if he had like three touchdowns or something. But in all likelihood, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. You know, part of the thing is that there's a certain amount of element that goes into that. You want the person who's – theoretically the face of the franchise, somebody who's presentable. Um, I would look at this betting market from this standpoint. This is a great one, in my opinion, from that standpoint. I would look at a side-by-side comparison of the odds of the team to win the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and the player you like to win the MVP. Mahomes at 350 makes complete sense if you like the Chiefs. Allen at 6-1 to if you like the Bills. Uh, Hurts at 7-1 to if you like Philadelphia. Burrow 8-1. to Prescott 10-1. to McCaffrey, 14-1. I think San Francisco is the trickiest team. Purdy's there at plus 750. I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah. So Be- so real quick, just to your, yeah. to your point first of all, so comparing these, right, it's big. Chiefs, 3-1 to one to win it all at DraftKings, plus 350 
on Mahomes. In my opinion, you just bet the Chiefs. I know Mahomes is probably going to win it, but the bang for the buck ain't, isn't worth it, in my opinion. Bills plus, th- plus 350 to win the Super Bowl at DraftKings. Josh Allen, 6-1, to one, I believe he was on the MVP list. Mm-hmm. I'm betting Josh Allen in that situation. Who the hell else for Buffalo can win the MVP? No idea. I don't know why his are so Steph different from Diggs? Mahomes. Right. I, no, but... but Diggs is not going to I mean, that's win. a stretch, right? I'm trying to stretch yeah, this out. But it would have to be like a bubble screen he takes to the house three times for 75 yards and, you know, he goes three for 225 and three touches. I, I mean, like, I'm just struggling to find names. It's like the only – the next tier down after Allen, and we're talking it's like this big of a drop, would be would be Diggs and Dawson Knox probably. Right. But, like, again, these guys have to catch the ball from Josh Allen. Well, I go back to Adrian Branch when he was the MVP of the Super Bowl for the Patriots way back in the day. And it, it, like, you mean Dion? Oh, excuse me. Adrian Branch would be a Maryland basketball player. Boat player yeah, Dion Branch say. from Louisville, the wide receiver, he would be the MVP of the Super Bowl. And like looking back on that, and then of course he went to Seattle, big free agent. That didn't work out. Maybe they should have given it to Brady in that one, and they didn't. They gave it to Branch. So it's really hard even for a receiver to get. Michael Irvin should have gotten it in 1992 when they blew out the, the Buffalo Bills and they gave it to Aikman. And I and I get it, but Irvin was. He had over 100 yards in the first half of that blowout, right? So, yeah. like, it's hard for those receivers, to Kelly's point, to make it. I think you said that 80 to 1 would be for a defensive player, Michael Parsons, for the Cowboys, 90 to 1 for Nick Bosa Correct. to get it for the Niners. I actually think those are better plays than a receiver or running back because the only thing I could see now, again, what would be counter to this argument would be what we saw last year. Aaron Donald didn't get it for the Rams, and you could make the case he was the best player in the field in the second half to close that game out. And he still didn't give it, and they gave it to Matty Stafford. Like, I don't know yeah. if that's looking back if that was the right I, historical choice either. I think I think Amal's keen in on the right team, though, with San Francisco. And this is something Gil and I talked a bit about in a numbers game, too. But it's the, I don't know if they're going to go and give it to Purdy. And, yes, there's a lot of weapons that you could give it to. But this is where there's value in this market because there's, I mean, my favorite bet, bet out there. George Kittle, 150 to 1. I, I mean, they, I think you can make a case for uh, him, Debo. Debo's all the way down at 30, but you're still getting long odds on some of these where I think San Francisco's maybe the most up in the air. Again, you've got to believe, though, that's, that they're going to at least get to the Super Bowl, if not win it. That's the biggest thing. I'll tell you whose number's wrong, and, and it's all three Niners. Debo and, and Kittle, you mentioned those two, but McCaffrey at 14-1. to one. Those odds are too long. I would play him. San yes. Francisco's got a great shot to get to the Super Bowl and win it. We know that. But have you looked at the numbers McCaffrey has put up since he's come it's to been, San Francisco? It's been, it's been amazing. amazing. He's been unbelievable. Now, the only knock I will have on him in the last game is he, he you know, you look at it, he had that long run. But if you take away that one play, he was averaging three and a half yards a carry. But other than that, he has been terrific for this team. It'll be interesting to see how he fares against this Dallas defense, which has been really good. I thought they were dominant last night. Mm-hmm. I don't like Singletary 20 to 1. I, I don't get the Devin Singletary 20 to 1 and McCaffrey at 14 to 1 being that comparable. Um, but to me, I, I think if you're looking at long shots, I think the list kind of starts and stops with McCaffrey, Kelsey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Maybe you can throw in Stephon Diggs in there as well. Um, because San Francisco, it seems like it goes game by game in terms of whether it's Debo, McCaffrey, or George Kittle, who's the guy. Yeah, you're gambling, right? Like, it's a roll of the dice, but it's one – like, I think there's a better chance one of those three wins it than Brock Purdy. I, I, I think McCaffrey wins it because, number one, and I'm just telling you from a marketability standpoint, his dad played in the league. McCaffrey's a guy – we don't even know if Brock Purdy's going to be the starter next year. Right. Like, we we assume or think he will be, but let's say he goes out and tanks in this game. They'll go back to Trey Lance. That yeah, absolutely. Start. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you guys. I think you guys have identified the right team that's got the, the biggest uh, variance, and that would be San Francisco. And for that reason, I think Bosa would be in play at 90-1. to 1. If there was going to be defensive players to win it, it's, to me, it's, it's, it's uh, Bosa or it's Micah Parsons. Because the only way that I could see that happening, low-scoring game in the Super Bowl, right, and Bosa has three sacks and a strip sack fumble, kind of like Von Miller when he won it for the Broncos, right? Micah, the same thing. The problem is the numbers are good now at 80 to 90 to 1. One of those guys obviously is going to lose this weekend, and then that number is going to get shorted. That number is – well, you'd have to you have to project who do you think is winning that game. Correct. And then that number is going to be what? If it's if the Niners win, that becomes 60 to 1? Right, but, but here's the difference in terms of the Super Bowl odds compared to, say, the Stanley Cup and the Conn Smythe. That's over the entire playoffs. Right. 
In this one, it's just a singular that one game situation. Game. Now, if you were to ask me between Parsons and Nick Bosa, who I would take, I would take Parsons. And the reason is Parsons can get out in coverage mm-hmm. and get a pick or so. Whereas Bosa, if he's going to get a pick, it's going to be a tip ball in all likelihood at the line of scrimmage. He's got to have two plus sacks, maybe a forced fumble that turns into something out of it for the team. I just don't think from a defensive standpoint, you're really looking at people that Larry Brown MVP. It was a situation where Neil O'Donnell just threw him two passes. Well, Neil really... was a, the true MVP. Yeah, exactly for right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Von Miller was great. I think he had three sacks in that game. But against the strip the sack fumble touchdown, right? A- absolutely. A game changing play like that. Yeah. But uh, to me, it's going to come down to a, which team you think is going to win it. Excuse me. Once you've identified that, then you look at Allen, you look at Hertz. You look at, uh, if you like Cincinnati, Burrow, if you like Dallas, Prescott. And then I, th- I think if you said to me, I had to pick somebody for San Francisco right now, mm-hmm. I'm taking Christian McCaffrey. I think those are excellent ways to, to handicap this thing. By the way, if you look, say, for the Super Bowl right now, the Jaguars to win the Super Bowl are 35 to 1 is the same number as Trevor Lawrence. Like, so there's no value in that number for Trevor Lawrence because you're getting the whole team, which includes Trevor Lawrence, at 35-1 to to win the whole thing and 35-1 to win the Super Bowl MVP. Excellent point there. That's a bad bet on Lawrence. But I'll tell you the other thing. I think when you look at Jacksonville, let's say for a second they won the Super Bowl. There's a better chance the Jaguars have somebody else that's an MVP, not Lawrence, unlike Buffalo. Because Travis Etienne is very capable of having a monster game running the football that could offset what Lawrence does in that situation. Where with Buffalo, is Singletary going to have that big of a game where you think he's going to be the MVP? Can't see it. And by the way, that leads us right to our pro tip here for hour number one. Uh, Again, as a VEASAN Pro subscriber, you get access to these. It is simple, and it's a great one. Compare those odds for the Super Bowl MVP with the betting market of the team to win it. Like Kelly pointed out, you're going to get much better numbers here with Josh Allen at 6-1 to one than you would for the Bills at, what, plus 325. So it's just really smart to get inside those numbers in that market. Great points there. By the way, Aikman should have been the MVP of that Super Bowl. It shouldn't have been Michael Irvin. Troy was 22 for 30 for 273 and four touchdowns. Michael Irvin, six for a buck, 14 and two touchdowns. He did all that in about the first half when the game was still in the balance. Come on back. Hour number two. It is Big Bets here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.